0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Minutes with Mute here, presented by Chestnut Hill Technology. I'm your host, Mike Galtieri, joined alongside the one and only Scott Mutrin. You know him, B.C. Learfield Radio Network, sideline reporter, former quarterback, Boston College. In the 90s, Scott Mutrin, of course, will join us. First, let me remind everybody, if you're a BC football fan, now's the time to join the BC Football Gridiron Club. That tailgates home and away. Just a special, special organization. Also, emails throughout the week with newsworthy updates. So, a very uh, special club, bcfootballgridiron.com for more details. Okay, we bring in Scott Mutrin now. Boston College falls a tough one in overtime, 27-24. To Northern Illinois and Scott, let me just bring you right in. Just got your big picture thoughts of the game.
1: Well, obviously frustrating uh, to not get out of there with a with a victory. Uh, you know, you, you want to win that first home game versus an opponent that you're favored. Then, <laughs> and you want to start the season on a positive note, without a doubt. And uh, I think. Uh, coming out of that, it's uh, it's a tough way to to really you know capture some of the momentum that a lot of people thought that BC had made in the offseason, and it, you know it was disappointing for them not to to give a performance, an inspired performance that uh, you know that would give people hope for for the rest of the season. Now that being said, I do paint this in a completely different picture than I would paint the Rutgers game last year. The difference between the Rutgers game and and this game is last year, um, BC had had a tough time running the football. They couldn't move Rutgers' defense, and they, they had a tough time pass protecting. There were some big plays, um, and and that was you know that was how BC got on the scoreboard. But there was no sustained offensive uh, momentum. This year, um, the offensive line is as advertised. I, I think there were two sacks, and one and at least one of them was one where the quarterback should have gotten the ball out of it. They ran for 146 yards, averaging five yards a carry. Um, that's encouraging, right? Now, what was discouraging is you see the penalties up front. You see, you know, four or five penalties from the offensive line, um, one a 15-yard penalty for unnecessary roughness that, you know, they're drive killers. And it just it takes some of the momentum away um, for that. But they did a good job. um, for the most part, in protecting the quarterback and running the football. Now, the concerning part is uh, obviously the quarterback position. Emmett Moorhead came in and, you know, looked, whether it was nervous or just unsettled, um, the plan was always to play Thomas Castellanos, who, who had had a fall, great fall camp. Uh, you hear from a lot of people around there that, uh, you know, he looked really good. Um, he's a really hard working kid, um, had played well during um, – you know during the spring and during the fall and had really earned a lot of respect from people but the plan was to play him all along and northern illinois just did such a really good job of staying on the field and you know some of that is you know their ability to convert on third down i believe they were 12 or 17 or 12 or 18 on third down um, and they shortened the game you get the clock change rules and the ability for for northern illinois to run football um, it limited bc's possession so they didn't have time um, to really kind of maybe get back to maybe the balance that they wanted to use with Emmett and Castellanos. And you, you get it. Um, and then to finish it off offensively, it's uh, the other thing that you see that you hope is going to be solved because this is a physical thing is catching the football. Um, too many drops uh, from the tight ends and wide receivers. And, and in big plays. And, and that's the tough part.
0: Yeah, a lot of those tr- drops came in critical times too. You, you could see one – I forget who it was had a had a touchdown, had six points, had a, right up the middle on the slant, right. Uh, Jaden Williams towards he, the end of the first half. Yes, yes. Uh,
1: had an opportunity to to make a big play. If not a touchdown, at least a first down, right? Yeah, and no question. A couple of touchdowns were dropped. Um, you know, there's a drop in overtime on third down. That you know, that's the difference between kicking a field goal or or you know, you getting first and first and ten at the fifteen. So. Uh, you you can't you know you're going to expect some drops that does happen uh but just not as many and every penalty uh 10 penalties for bc every one of them seem to come at a critical time uh whether you know fourth down fourth down third and six no matter how bad the penalty people view it as um they're still in huge times where bc can get off the field and you know defensively just didn't do a good enough job of winning second down and really making Northern Illinois uncomfortable. Um, you know that was, that was a the problem. They do well on first down. It just they struggled a little bit with second down and then not get, and third down. And you gotta you know you gotta be good in those situations for to get off the field. It can't just be one down sort of thing. So, yeah. although it's disappointing, I, I do think that they're correctable mistakes. And, and that's something that why I always say I don't really like you to do predictions, but I can tell you what the team's going to look like after a game and a half because you get to see and get a better feel of you know how they come together and how they change and their identity and everything. So I, I really want to see this first half versus Holy Cross and how they respond to that before I pass judgment uh, on this team because there are a lot of teams that come out like gangbusters in the first game and then that's it. That's the high point. You know, they practiced all year long for that one game and they're you know they play great in that game and then they fall apart the next the rest of the season. And there's some teams that fall flat and don't have a good first game that end up having great seasons. So um, I don't think it's it's prudent to pass judgment at this point right now. I do think there's some time, but you know, there's definitely some concern.
0: And Scott, too, as a former QB yourself, I want, I want to focus on that for a second. Uh, you mentioned Castellanos was going to play. Was it the plan, do you think, having played that early? And then what did the coaches not like about Emmett Moorhead to pull the trigger so quickly? I think a lot of fans were surprised how quickly a move was made. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at ChestnutHillTechnologies.com. That's ChestnutHillTechnologies.com.
1: Yeah, from from what we gathered, it's they were going to play. Um, they were going to play Castellanos just to, because they're two totally different quarterbacks, right? And you add a whole different dynamic to the offense when you do that. And and as a, as a defense, that's really tough to, you know, to prepare for, right? You got a guy that's mobile that they can do some other things in the run game and get it out of the perimeter. And then you got a guy that can stand in there and throw every single throw on the field, right? So that that was the plan as they kind of, They wanted to, to, you know, as Coach Ashley mentioned that at halftime. Now, uh, I don't think it was, like, such necessarily that um, they're disappointed in Emmett, but more along the lines that he just looked a little bit nervous and they were running out of possessions that they had to do what they could to to win the football game. So I think you might see something uh, different this week, Um, but you just don't know at that point, you know, you're trying to win a football game, so you may have all you know great intentions to do whatever you want, but in the end, if, you, if it's if you, you got to cut people's feelings out, and you got to really focus on um, winning the game, and that's the most important thing.
0: Castellanos, thirteen of twenty-eight, hundred thirty yards, sixty-seven yards rushing, two TDs, one pick. Uh, Moorhead, four for ten, thirty yards. Uh, so, with that said, you know with comeback, a good twenty-one-seven BC was down, they made it. Uh, twenty-one, twenty-one to force OT. Uh, I Castellanos had a great fourth down conversion. That was right out of a Madden video game. Uh, but do you think he he starts uh, Saturday versus Holy Cross?
1: I mean, not with it, not with any inside information, but I would ha- I would harbor a guess that he would. I think DC, you know, losing that game, they need to they need to get out, start fast, and and win. And I think that they're going to probably start with Castellanos just. Um, for that aspect and that that would be I mean that would be my inclination at least I've, I've been I've been side of Evan Morehead you know you start the game and you you know you may be a little nervous you don't really play well and uh, another guy comes in and sparks the team and either gets you a win or or, or makes it closer and um, you, you know you got to go with the, the guy that you think you can win and it stinks because you spent all summer and all spring as a guy and then to lose it just like that it stinks but it's also you know college football it's you know it's not show friends it's show business <laughs> you gotta be
0: ready to go. so that's a good point though so what went through your mind when uh, you were in that situation as the moorhead what how did you i mean you must have been pissed so how did you how did you keep going to practice after practice
1: it's tough it, i mean as a you know 20 year old kid it's tough uh for me it's there's a lot that you know there's a lot of second guessing of certain people that were playing alongside. There were some injuries that we had had. Why did these guys not play when I was playing? Then there was a look in the mirror like, what you know, you didn't do well enough. Maybe you were a little nervous. You, you know, we played in Hawaii and out in Hawaii, so you had all this time to think about it and probably, you know, overanalyzed it and just didn't go out and just play. Sometimes you just got to go play and not worry about um, that and trust all the work that you've put in that you were ready to go. Um, but, you know, that that happens, and uh, just it's just a factor of life. It's uh, you gotta you gotta perform at that position. If you don't, there's gonna they're gonna look for somebody that can. And it's not personal. It's about winning. And there, there's no time for feelings. So um, when you're starting a game, you gotta uh, you gotta win. You gotta win. Even a team you're favored, you gotta put all that that aside and. Really, you know, honestly look and be like, have I done enough? Have I worked hard enough? What do I need to do to get better? What do I, you know, that's being a great teammate, showing up early in the, you know, in the film room, showing up working, getting some extra work with your receivers. It's, it's everything um, that you have to do extra. And there's no blaming anybody because that's just not going to solve anything. And that's one of the things that you have to avoid. You really got to, you know, kind of take stock of where you're at and and, and, just, and just improve. You know just improve. find a way to improve and to get better but don't just don't start playing the blame game because it's a it's a terrible black hole that it's really tough to get out of and the feel sorry for yourself game doesn't solve anything it can really put you into a spin uh, that I went into that can that just doesn't it's nothing positive for and I, I made mistakes along that line and I regret it Re, you know regret the things that I did but you know you'd hope that um, Emmett is is bigger and stronger um, a person than I was when
0: I went through it yeah, let's hope uh, someone listens to BC hears that right then and sends that to MX. That's good advice, Scott. You're right. He, he's, this might be the first time in his life he's facing this type of um, adversity.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, it's a lonely position, man, because there's only one that plays, right? And you may have roommates that are linemen or receivers that are telling you, hey, man, you should be playing or you should be doing that. But in the end, that doesn't matter. and That doesn't help you, right? That's just more noise that's going to distract you. you got to – if you thought you were working harder, double your efforts. If you want to blame somebody, blame yourself. You know, really work on, on you and control the controllables. Um, worrying about what a coach is thinking, worrying about what other players, what the, the other alums, what, what the social media is saying does nothing to solve the issue that you have right now. So – you got to control the things that you can and that's the work you put in the time you put in the effort you put in and the leadership you can still do all of these things um not as a starter cuz you can show it your teammates that it matters to you and if and if he does that you win the respect of that locker room as well and your coaches uh you know that that, that goes a long way because it shows maturity, it shows um, it shows that you're a team person, and that you you realize, hey, maybe maybe there's that there's more I could do. I thought I was doing enough. I need to do more.
0: And then just now, quickly to, to transition to put a bow tie on this Northern Illinois loss. You know, I, I was a little disappointed in the defense, Scott. Over time, they go up three down. First of all, down twenty-one seven, 21-21, OT. You want a TD first. Um, but so, but they BC sells for a field goal. But geez, you get one stop, you win the game, or at least force a field goal for Northern Illinois. And they kind of, Northern Illinois shredded them, right? In OT. Just your thoughts on that overtime segment.
1: Um, I mean, the, the, the crazy thing is you watch Northern Illinois and they ran, you know, eight plays. And now uh, they ran, you know, a bunch of different versions of those plays, but, um, uh, you know, they ran eight of them. And, uh, BC struggled to to stop some of their inside uh, inside run game and um, on second down and to be honest like on the second down play that they, they caught a, a reception out of the backfield to the fullback first time they had thrown it to him he made a nice catch BC brought some pressure they're bringing some pressure off the edge and it was I think it was second and not it was second and ten because there's an incompletion in the end zone on first down and. BC brought pressure off the edge. They slipped the fullback out into the flat, and he made a nice catch. They just they just missed getting it in there, and then you know the next play they get it down to the one, and then then sneak it in. But yeah, it's they made some plays in in moments that they needed to, and the defense didn't get a chance to really turn them over. They got one turnover that, that got BC seven points, but the inability to co- you know cause a lot of turnovers and to really get off the field on third town, I think were the two biggest uh, frustrations for the defense, because those are things that, that you need to do versus a team that you're, you know, quote unquote, out better than.
0: Okay, Scott. So BC obviously loses, but they got to bounce back. It's how college football works. You got Holy Cross this week and then Florida State after that. You know I was telling my buddy uh Paul from he who's a Villanova guy, and he's just I was telling him how it's you know college football that does not let up it's so important to be in big time conferences in b c you know we saw Florida State last night a big win over l s u but that's in two weeks, but first, Holy cross Scott, what can we expect from them and uh, the Crusaders you know they're going to be fired up to play b c
1: yeah the holy cross good offense um they they they're one of the top uh programs. At that level, they were there in the playoffs last year. They made it to, I think, the final 16 or the final eight. They're going to score some points. Uh, but, you know, BC really needs to come out and wipe the slate clean, come out and play with some emotion on both sides of the football, some emotion and energy. Um, if, if the crowd's not the, the level that you expect it to be, you have to have your own motivation um, to get out there and perform because you've got to do your job even in college football. But they need to come out with some, some emotion some Energy and then execute. Clean up a lot of the mistakes. Limit, you know, limit the penalties. Limit the drops. Limit the, you know, the human errors that that they had too many of this time. And then finish and tackle. And if they do that, um, you know, I feel pretty good about it. Um, but you can't. You, at this point, there's no thinking about Florida State. There's only Holy Cross right ahead. And I think that that's something that needs to be the, the main focus for the Eagles this week is getting, you know, getting the first win. You Can't win two until you win one.
0: Yeah, no question about it. Uh, That game is 12 noon Saturday. Uh, Give us your tailgating thoughts first for last Saturday, and what can you expect for the Holy Cross game for Mr. Scott Mutrin?
1: Well, yeah, it was actually a pretty good tailgate scene. Uh, You know, got to see a lot of people um, making, you know, it was a beautiful day making their way to the game. Uh, You know, it's always funny. I try to get there early because I know – eventually I'm going to run into to a bunch of different people and of course it took me an hour and a half to get from my car to where I needed to get to because of all the people that you wanted to see
0: uh, <laughs> Celebrity. it was
1: perfect yeah I don't know about that it's more about just people I know so uh it's uh, the weather was great uh, it was a perfect day for football um you know I, I imagine the crowd will be a little more uh, full because it's a local game meaning you know some Holy Cross crowds will be there as yes. well uh, everyone will be back in school now that everyone's starting to get on regular schedule so you know it won't be a holiday weekend so I think it'll be a pretty good um, pretty good crowd and hopefully yeah. and the eagles are ready to go the student section was jumping last week so uh, they uh, hopefully they'll be ready to go for Holy cross but uh, it'll be pretty exciting. I had some great white men's, uh breakfast which we had in the tent some nice eggs and and bacon and some muffins, which are great, and then obviously the uh, the staple clam chowder at halftime with some uh, hot sauce. So that was uh, you know back in midseason form for my uh, pregame.
0: Are you still doing those steps from the field to the press box in between? I sure the... am. Wow. Funny,
1: as funny as I went up there, um, I don't remember being as as winded um, as I was this this season. So I was <laughs> thinking like you know I'm going to hang up with you. I'm going to start working on the bike and get some more. Um, you know. Get some more cardio
0: in to get my uh, get my cardio up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, Scott. We'll be tuned in. To Wei Learfield, Holy Cross, Boston College, twelve noon Saturday. Thank you so much for joining us here. We'll get a W here next after next week. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Chestnut Hill Technologies is a leading technology integration and cybersecurity consulting firm based in the Boston area and owned by a BC alum. CHT provides world-class strategy and consulting to Fortune 500 and mid-cap firms throughout New England and nationally, including State Street Bank, Amaj Pharma, and Intel Corporation. Check them out at chestnuthilltechnologies.com. That's chestnuthilltechnologies.com.